Hey, Matt, are you subscribed to the Weekend Primer podcast? No, what is that? It's the weekly podcast that you and I do every week on Wednesday mornings to let people know what's going on in the weekend in Door County. That sounds like a great idea for a podcast. Well, why don't you subscribe to it? All you have to do is grab your phone and pick out whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Apple Music, Pocket Cast, or Spotify, or, or wherever you get your podcasts, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse Podcast and click subscribe. Wow, that's so easy. I could do it. Then every week you're going to get two episodes of the Door County Pulse podcast delivered straight to your inbox. And then all you have to do is click on it and listen. I'm going to go do that right now. Cool. And sounds like a great idea, Matt. I'll see you in the podcast this week, Andrew. Well, if it isn't Matthew Marcotte, if it isn't Andrew Clyden, what are you doing here? I'm just hanging out. Oh, you want to talk about the weekend's event? Yeah, let's do that. All right. I'm Andrew Clyden. I'm Matthew Marcon, and these are the weekend events. Starting on Thursday is the Maritime Speakers Series at the Door County Maritime Museum. Door County Maritime Museum curator and exhibits manager Reese Custis has a presentation on the sinking of the half moon. Admission is free with a food donation. I'm interested in this already just because the title is The Sinking of the Half Moon. It's very dramatic. I, I looked into the half moon a little bit and the the mystery for me is what this has to do with Door County because when I looked into it, I didn't see any ties to Door County, but I'm sure there is. Uh, and that's why they're talking about it at the Maritime Museum. I'm sure that there is a tie to Door County and and if and if one and if there's one person to find it, it's Reese, because he's very knowledgeable on all things maritime. Yes. But um before we go into Reese, I do want to say that um it is just a famous sunken ship that's off the coast of Florida, I think. So maybe Reese just wants to talk about this cool sunken ship. Maybe it was there. Well, the other thing about it is that it, it had a bunch of different names throughout its life. So it was originally the Germania, I think, and then the Exxon and then the Half Moon. And I don't know how a boat gets renamed different things throughout its life. I'm thinking it might be like in Game of Thrones, how characters get different titles added on to the end of their names as the seasons progress. Sure. Yeah, I think it's exactly like that. You also said that this may have been a like a, a speakeasy at one point. Yes. Yeah, so I, when, when I was doing research on this, um, I came across, I think like the last part of it's the vessels, you know, like the boat's lifespan. It was like a restaurant and like a speakeasy, I think. And again, then it got sunk. I don't want to give spoilers for the, if, if you're planning on going and you want to go in blind, uh, but there, there apparently have been some really interesting historic uh, handoffs for this ship. Mm -hmm. So apparently it went over uh, to England. It, it was visiting Southampton and then it was taken as a prize of war and then changed hands several times. It's probably where all those different names right. came in. And then it was destroyed uh, off, just off of Virginia in a violent storm. So it's a pretty cool ship and it's called the Half Moon. That's a great name for a right. ship. So if you're interested in hearing more about the Sinking of the Half Moon. That's going on on Thursday. Thursday. On Friday at Mr. G's Logan Creek Grill is the Wine and Cheese Gala. Proceeds from this fundraising event go towards scholarships for students at Southern Door involved in the Future Farmers of America program. There will be live music, a silent auction, and you can visit DoorCountyWineAndCheese.com for more information and to purchase tickets. I checked out their website and it's like... It's like a really glitzy gala. Like yeah. they've got lodging information and I think there's going to be six wineries featured. 
bunch of different cheese. I don't know if it's all Door County cheese or if it's a, it's a mixture or not, but um, the, the best part about this is that it's a fundraising event for the Futures Farmers of America. Mm-hmm. And I love how it seems like every week we're talking about a new event that is either featuring student work from Southern Door Schools or Gibraltar or Sevastopol or um, raising money for different programs at those schools. But right. it just goes to show how much Door County gives back to into education. Yeah, like you said, it seems like, especially since we've been doing this podcast and we're actually going over all of the events in the county, there are a lot of these type of events just like last week when we were at Alexander's uh, for Peninsula Preschool and the whole trivia event. There are so many of these cool different events and it's not like the same, you know, fish fry event. There are tons of those, but it, they, 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 they come up with creative ways to um, make money for whatever these programs that they're trying to fund. And this is, it's really cool to see just all of these different kind of organizations do different cool things for the community. Right. Speaking of Alexander's, we, we went to the trivia night yes. on Thursday. This is my third trivia night in a row that I've been to my mm-hmm. second time representing for the Peninsula Pulse. And look, I know that it's not about winning. No, it's about giving to the Peninsula Preschool, an incredible organization yeah. that does incredible work for the kids of Door County. Mm-hmm. But but we want to win. We got cheated. We got hosed. We were we were in first, second, or third place the entire time until we got to like round five when the, the trivia question was to differentiate between if a song was Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins, or Genesis. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter Gabriel to Phil Collins, that's an easy enough distinction. But trying to figure out if it's Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, or one of them leading Genesis, that requires an intimate knowledge of Phil Collins that I just don't have, despite my love for Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you even got in the air tonight wrong. I thought that that was a Genesis song. No. Turns out it's Phil Collins. Phil they Collins. didn't play a single Disney Phil Collins song, and I thought that would have been a gimme. But well, yeah, that's just too easy. Right. They were really they were really gunning for us. Yeah. Me and Miles were like synced up. We were like, oh, this has to be Genesis. This has to be Phil Collins. We got all the Peter Gabriel stuff right. Yeah. That wasn't hard. It was differentiating whether or not it was Genesis or Phil Collins solo. And you screwed and it up for all of us. got absolutely destroyed in that round. Yep. And you lost it. We could have been contenders. We could have won. We were almost there. Yeah. At least those, uh, at least it was a good fundraiser for the preschool. And at least your wife still loves you. Well, not as much as she did before the (laughs) Peter Gabriel, (laughs) Phil Collins questions. At the Cherryland Airport on Saturday, you can check out the Civil Air Patrol Door County Composite Squadron. Their main missions are emergency services, cadet programs, and aerospace education. Everyone is welcome to attend and check them out. So I did some digging on this organization because I didn't quite understand exactly what they were. Yeah. But from what I understand... The Civil Air Patrol is a congressionally chartered, federally supported nonprofit corporation that serves as the official civilian auxiliary of the United States Air Force. So this is the local Door County branch of that. Right. Which is interesting because I had no idea this even existed. Well, there's a bunch of different airports up in Door County that uh-huh. you wouldn't even think of because there's one in Ephraim, I'm pretty sure. Yep. There's one down in Sturgeon Bay. Mm-hmm. And these are... Um, there's one on Washington Island. too. There is also sure. one on Washington Island. So there is kind of like a, a small uh, aviation community in Door County. I know that there's a lot of students that partake in the different flight classes and stuff. There's a couple of students that I know of in the last couple of years who have been training to get their pilot's license and stuff like that up here. Um, Matthew, did you know that I'm something of a pilot myself? 
I'm a remote pilot. <sighs> I did have to take a test in order to fly the drone for Peninsula Filmworks. But they did give me a card that says pilot on it, so I'm I'm gonna go out there and say I'm kind I, of a pilot. I didn't think you were gonna be so vain to bring this up again. It, it's not vanity. I I just wanted to 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 tell you that I I, I connect with this event. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Because they're pilots. I'm kind of a pilot. See, well, I can't connect with this event because I cannot be a pilot, even if I wanted to. Because you're colorblind. Because I'm colorblind. Is that really a rule? Yeah. Why do you have to see colors in the plane? To be able to see things in the air? Probably. You're not, like, blind. Like, you can see stuff on the ground. Vaguely. You can vaguely make out. I don't, okay. We're just going to figure this out now. Online. Give me, Andrew, hit me with that Google search jingle. Taking a minute to Google search. Filling the time with the jingle. Is that it? Okay, so according to uh, flightdeckfriend.com, the answer is yes, you can be colorblind and become an airline pilot. Interesting. However, it depends on the severity and what colors you can and can't recognize. Approximately 1 in 12 men are colorblind and around 1 in 200 women. So it doesn't tell me what the... I think it's because, like, airplanes are very complicated. They are. Um, they, they didn't, they didn't take the time to really like name things. So that's just like, there's the blue light. And then right next to it is the purple light. Uh, and you need to know, know which one that. is on. And they'll say that like, they'll be like, like, they're not going to say, Hey, that's the wing light. They're going to say, Hey, press the purple button. Well, that's this what is, it's called. This is very eye opening because now I can, now I have to reassess my whole life because I was told I couldn't be a pilot. And that's what you wanted to and do. And that's what I wanted to do. What are you going to do now? Be, become a pilot. All right. Same kind of pilot as me, a remote pilot? No, I'm oh. going to be a real pilot. A real pilot. Yeah. Also on Saturday is an informational meeting and celebration at the Union Supper Pub in Sturgeon Bay, where the Sturgeon Bay Historical Society will give a brief history on the granary. The renovation project will be discussed with participating firms. Open discussion about alternatives, strategies, and desired amenities will follow. So we've talked about the granary a lot on the Peninsula podcast. A lot. We have have followed the story ever since its inception. We've talked about the West Waterfront. We followed it across the bridge. We put out a video of when they moved it across the bridge. We will probably follow it back across the bridge to its original mm-hmm. location. And we're going to follow it as it, you know, turns into whatever it's planning on turning up. Right. Every time we post about the granary, conversation sparks in the comment section on Facebook. There are a lot of people who are very passionate one way or the other about the granary. Right. So, If you are outspoken in support of the granary or if you are against the whole project and you want your voice to be heard, this is an excellent opportunity for you to talk to the people, to hear directly from the horse's mouth what the plan is for the granary and then to offer your input. Yes, because the comments that are uh, posted on our Facebook or any other Facebook or anywhere online for that matter. They're spirited. They're spirited. They're spirited comments, yes, but they will not be taken into consideration. Right. So if you want to, if you want to have your voice heard and you want to tell the committee what you think would be a good idea for the granary, or if you just want to hear what the plan is moving forward, this is your opportunity to do so. What do you want to happen to the granary? I think they should turn it into a comic book store. As much as I love that idea... And it's a great idea. I don't think Sturgeon Bay is going to go for that. No, I don't think they are. Too. No, but that's just what I would That'd do. That'd be it. cool. If somebody put me in charge tomorrow, 
I turn it into a comic book. I show. think you should be in charge tomorrow because that sounds like a fantastic idea. In all seriousness, I know that a bunch of different groups have come forward and tried to support different ideas, whether it be as a banquet hall or a performance venue or a maritime museum supplement or some sort of like Sturgeon Bay historical monument or, or, or something like that. Uh, I don't think that they're going to try to, to, to preserve it in the same way that maybe they've preserved the lighthouses. I think that whatever happens with the granary, it's going to be completely gutted and redone from the ground up. And it will serve as like, I don't know, the silhouette may remain the same, but I yeah. think everything else will be changed and right. it will serve a new purpose moving forward. Yeah. It's not going to be, they're not going to rebuild it and make it a granary again. Right. And they're not going to like even just try to preserve that idea. Right. I got a feeling it's going to be a completely new building with the same silhouette. And then there will be some sort of either um, like community based space in there, or it might just be a more of like a historical monument. But I, I got a feeling moving forward. My hope is that they use it to do something cool with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of, it, it adds an incentive over onto the West waterfront. Exactly. It's such a cool space. And it's starting to get more and more interesting things done over there as some of like the, the litigation and stuff wraps up and finishes. So who knows, who knows where it's going to go. But if you want an idea of what the plans are moving forward, and like I said, you want to uh, be a part of that conversation, this is the place to do it. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I would love for the West side and especially the West waterfront to be more active and more like a third Avenue and the other side of the water. I would love for the granary to become like a, what the crest center is in egg Harbor. Uh, I would want it to be more like a cornerstone of the West side, because like you said, all of these new things are coming in like um, the get real cafe and those, these cool new businesses are coming into the West side and it would just be cool to have uh, a big, you know, cornerstone on the West side. And that would be great. Why don't we role play real quick? You're going to be the committee okay. and I'll be me at the meeting. Okay. Uh, and you're going to ask if, if anybody has any suggestions. Hello, my name is Mr. Uh, committee. And does anyone have any questions about the West waterfront and the granary? Yes, I have a suggestion. Uh, yes, you with the beard. Uh, Andrew Clyden for the Peninsula Pulse. Um, hi. Uh, comic book store. Yes. Yes? What about a comic book store? Let's make the granary a comic book store. Hmm, interesting idea. No one has brought that up to us before. It's out there, but I'm gonna have to say no. Okay, soup shop. Yes. There we go. All right. Yes. See? As long as you come up with a catchy name that has alliteration, we will use it. Granary Group Soup Shoop. That's not alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday night is the 84th annual Steamboat Dinner at the Sturgeon Bay Masonic Lodge. Family-style roast beef, turkey, mashed potatoes, vegetables, baked beans, coleslaw, gravy, rolls, and pie a la mode. That means pie with ice cream. You just learned that today. I didn't learn it today. I looked it up to make sure that I was right. I okay. knew what it was. Okay. I just didn't want to say something silly on the podcast. Okay. All right. I don't believe you. Proceeds will benefit the Lodge's community outreach dinner, which, if I'm understanding that correctly, sounds interesting. They're holding a dinner to benefit another dinner. Yeah. I guess that's how you do it. Right. You put on an event, and then you use the proceeds for that event to put on the next event. Exactly. That's how, that's how it works. So I looked into this event. It's the 84th annual Steamboat Dinner, and the history of the event is actually really cool. So last year, there were 944 meals that were served with 407 of those meals being purchased by members and friends of the lodge and donated to needy people in the community identified by the Door County Social Services. That's awesome. Right. So this event started 
84 years ago. 84 years ago. And it was, uh, there, there was a large number of the Masonic brethren were sailing on the Great Lakes and their families wanted to have a special send-off meal together in March before they left for the upcoming season on the steamboats. So they did this annually every year and then eventually they opened the meal up to the public and it's still running today. That is wild. That's 84 years. That is a long time. That's a, that's a whole person's life. Like, like you could, a person could have gone to one of the, to the first one and could still be alive today and going to this one. That's crazy. They could have gone to every single one. I wonder if there's anybody there that was there at the original one. It probably be interesting. I don't know if they'd remember it because they'd be like two, maybe. Well, upper, well, if you're thinking upper about end it, would be 15, I would say. Yeah. There's some, there's some hundred, some, there's some a really hundred year old, old there. hundred year old person. Yeah. So under 15, I think would okay. be a good, you'd probably remember it if you went there when you were 10, 12. Yeah. But do you, do you remember all the stuff that happened when you were 12, when you're a hundred? Does your memory last that long? I'm sure it does. I guess for some it could. It's all just a chain. Memories are all locked behind doors and you just have to open the doors to find the memories. Okay. Inception. You think that's Inception? Cause I was pulling from inside out. So. Oh, well I was going somewhere different. Can we get back to pie a la mode real quick? So, <laughs> it's pie with ice cream. Yes. The perfect I told combination. you, you just found out about this this I morning. I didn't just find out about it. I love, I love warm with cold. I like hot brownies with ice cream. I was That's just going to say, favorite. I would rather have uh, brownies, a warm brownie, or maybe like a chocolate cake with, with ice cream, not pie. Okay, so pie a la mode. Uh-huh. Soup du jour. You know what that means? Uh, soup of the day? Soup of the day. Okay. Do you think that there is pie du jour? Yeah, probably at some places. Okay. There's like a pie of the day. Soup a la mode. Uh, soup could, with ice cream. It could work. W- would you put the soup, would you put the ice cream in the soup? Yeah, you put it right on top. So it just melts. Like a big dollop of uh, sour cream on there. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> and finally, at the Door County Brewing Company and Music Hall on Saturday night is Feed the Dog. Feed the Dog is an eclectic and action-packed high-energy jam rock grass band. The Appleton-based group features masterfully crafted fiddle, finger-picking acoustic 6 and 12 string guitar, funky bass lines, and percussive soul. I listened to both of their albums on Spotify before we got in here, uh-huh. and really, really interesting sound. So yeah. it's another bluegrass group in right. Door County. Oh my goodness, there's so many bluegrass groups every week in Door County. But this one mixes bluegrass with, I don't know, I guess I'd have to call it like an 80s adventure movie soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's very, it's a weird sound. Like I like the instruments that are being played. The The bluegrass sounds really cool and how the instruments play together are really great. But there is a weird, there's a weird element and it's kind of like um, a folk indie bluegrass mixed with like a ballad and you don't really you don't really hear or you don't really see that in folk music of a folk ballad like that's just it's more like a rock thing to do well their their 2017 album that i listened to was much more indie singer songwriter soundscape it still had the the banjo and the strings and the the bluegrass feel but it was much more uh introspective and kind of more like dreamy the the new album, the 2018 album, was a lot more like, I don't want to say rock and roll because it just had this like adventurous feel with the bluegrass. Like there was almost this element of of cinematic adventure yeah. on top of it. Yeah. A ballad, I think, is a good word yeah. for it. Um, really, really interesting sound. And I think a perfect fit for what they've got going on over there at the 
uh, Brewing Company. And we say that every week. Every we time. Them, but I think that that just goes to show how well they are bringing in people to represent what they do over there. And it's also cool how we, we always talk about these, these indie folk bluegrass bands that are going to play at the brewing company, but none of them sound the same, which is really interesting. Right. Um, that that they are getting all of these different bands to come up here and play, but none of them are, are have the same sound. They all do different things, and that's really awesome. So, Matthew, there's one uh, there's one other event that's going on this week. It's not in the copy. I'm springing it on you for the first time right oh, now. Oh, no. Uh, Daylight Savings Time is on Sunday. Oh, we are springing, springing forward. forward. So we're losing an hour. Yeah. The worst. Where am I going to get that hour back? You can't. It's gone. So when when the clock hits midnight, does it just jump to one? Yeah. That is the most upsetting thing. Uh-huh. Because I'll probably be up at midnight. Yeah. And to just watch that hour slip through my fingers, never to return. Or see, here's the thing. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't look at a clock. And so you'll be thinking... So once it hits midnight or 1159, just don't look at the clock anymore. And then you'll think that you'll be getting, you'll be, you'll have that. Like we talked about this, um, back in the, uh, in the fall and it's the secret hour. No, no, no. See, you, you can take the secret hour, the hour that you get that comes out of the gift to you from the daylight savings gods. You can take that hour and you can spend it however you want. That does not make losing this hour but forever. you don't have to lose any the better. hour. You just, you just do your day like you normally would. And then you just, you just might feel like you slept an hour later. I'm okay. So I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to just carry on with my life the way mm-hmm. that I normally do. And do you think it'll be okay if I come to work an hour late tomorrow? I don't think anyone would notice if I, if I showed up. Yeah. Well, they, they'll probably all messed up because of the daylight savings right. last hour too. Exactly. Everyone, every, this screws everyone up. No one knows what's happening. I don't know why we, cause like it, we just need to get rid of it. It's daytime when I wake up. Like I wasn't, I didn't have a problem. We just need to get rid of it. And it's daytime when I drive home for the most part too. It is. I finally, I finally feels like things are okay again. And now we're just going to steal just gonna an hour screw from it me. all up again. Think of all the stuff I could do in that hour. What could you do in an hour? I could play video games. Uh-huh. I could eat a snack. Ooh, what kind of snack? Uh, Lunchable. Okay. Yeah, I've been eating Lunchables. You're on a big Lunchables kick. It's not because I love Lunchables. It's because it's so easy. It's the easiest food. And I know what you're saying. Well, you could just have like fruit. And yeah, I I could. Fruit's an easy food. But Lunchables come with a cookie. Yes. So They used to come with candy bars and a Capri Sun. Well, you can still get the Capri Sun. I don't know about the candy bars, but like the smaller ones without the drink come with either Oreos or these disgusting vanilla cookies. Yeah. I've been throwing the vanilla cookies away. Why would you ever try and do a different cookie other than an Oreo? Do you think that like Chips Ahoy, like soft cookies could work in a Lunchable? No, not a soft, maybe a regular Chips Ahoy, but not a soft one. Are Lunchables and Oreos owned by the same corporation? That's a good question. I would have to imagine that they are. Right. I'm, I'm sure that they didn't just like say, hey, you get, a, you get 3% of every Lunchable sale. 3%? That's a lot. That's not a lot. That's a lot. 3%. But the Oreo isn't 3% of the overall experience. No, I'm just saying 3% of every Lunchable sale and how many Lunchable sales are there? Well, I know that I buy a certain amount. That's, so. that's, they're rolling. In. There's got to be dozens of us. Big Oreo is doing really well. That's all I'm saying. Did you see the mega stuffed Oreos? 
Okay, I can I can do double stuffed, but anything beyond that is just that's that is nothing. But it's not real. Have you, did you try it? Did no. you, see, you see it? They're like they're this big. And and for those audio listeners, I'm doing like a audio is the only way to listen <laughs> to this. They're, we don't do a video version. Of Coming this. soon is the video version of the weekend primer. But they're like this big. They're huge. You're still making a well. I don't know how to represent this are in they audio. Bigger form. than a bread box. No, they're not bigger than a bread box. Okay, then you go down from there. Okay, what's what's below that? Is it bigger than an apple? No, but it's probably getting close. Okay. That's a lot of cream. Yeah. Are you... Now, okay, how do you do your Oreos? Do you eat them dry like some sort of psychopath? Do you dip them in milk or do you split them like you got some no, weird I dip problem? No, I dip them in milk. Okay. Yeah. But you don't split them and then no. eat the cream and no. then I don't know what you do, what do, you with, do with the, the carcass. Cookies? The carcass. It, it is. Without the cream, it's just a, it's a corpse. No, it's not good for I, dip, I dip it in milk. What are what are those like chocolate? They're long, kind of wafery, and they've got like the peanut butter glue in between them. Nutter butter? Yeah. Okay. So nutter butters came into my life again after an absence of many years a couple of days oh. ago. And how do you eat your nutter butters? Do you just I don't eat nutter butters. Have you ever eaten nutter butters? Yeah. Okay. But so I just are take you? A bite out of you it. just chomp them on yeah. down until they're nothing. Okay. Yeah. I split each layer off and eat each layer. So you're a psychopath. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely split each, but you can't pull them because you'll break them. Like you can't right. do, you have to tw- like twist and slide them off and get each individual. So I had a roommate in college. So he would take the, the blue, the regular Chips Ahoy cookies, the blue pack of Chips Ahoy cookies. And apparently if you open it up and put a piece of bread in it and then you close it back, then it sucks all of the moisture out of the cookies. And then the cookies become chewable Chips Ahoy cookies. So I'm thinking, like why would be no, like, no, they become chewable. What do you mean chewable? So they become like the chew, like the, the soft cookies by sucking the moisture out of them. Yeah. They become softer. I don't know. make any sense. I don't, I don't, I don't know the actual science. I don't know why, but he put a bread in the box and then they would become the soft Chips Ahoy cookies. When I'm thinking, why don't you just buy the soft Chips Ahoy cookies? We were talking about Nutter Butters, my friend. And then you, you took me <laughs> well, back to Chips Ahoy. And we were talking about Oreos. I'm pretty, okay, if you suck the moisture out of a Chips Ahoy, it does not I don't know if it was sucking the moisture. I don't know the science. I'm not a doctor here. All I'm saying is that he did some weird thing instead of just buying the actual product. Is your friend the same kind of serial killer who dumps water into a Pringles can and then eats the slushy Pringles? What? You ever heard of that? What? Yeah, people would would crush up the Pringles and pour water no. in it so it turns into like that's this, not like, a thing. Slushy. That's not and a then thing. drink it right out of the can. That's not a thing. You're making that up. I I heard that it was a thing. No. And then no. Nope. Immediately nope. wanted to leave my mortal coil. No. Nope. I was I was done with the world and everything it had to offer after I learned that bit of information. Nope. You're refusing to even... I don't believe that. I don't believe anyone has ever done that. I'm going to send you Google Google image results that are going to change your life at the end of this recording. And I'm going to put that as the thumbnail of this podcast. Please don't. <laughs> this will be the last weekend primer that we ever get to do if you put the Pringle slushy as the image. Who would do that? Maybe someone who uh, has never eaten an omelet. <laughs> gotcha. A burn. Well, Matthew, I think that that's just about <laughs> going to do it for us this week. Where am I going to find you this weekend? Uh, you're going to find me. I'm very interested in the Civil Air Patrol Composite Squadron. Uh, the squad, as I like to call us, because we're pretty good friends. Um, I want to see if they can take me up in the air because I've never experienced piloting because I would like to experience piloting, but I can't because I'm colorblind. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be bringing people up 
in planes? Well, maybe. This uh, event? I could ask. You can ask. I could ask. If they say no, um, I can lay on my back and you can like lay on my feet and I can like, we can do airplane. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that, that would work. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Let's do that. I am going, like, there's a lot of really cool events. The the fundraiser, the cheese gala, the 84th annual tugboat dinner or steamboat dinner. All of those sound really cool. So yours is going to be eating this weekend. No. <laughs> I am going to be trying desperately to hold on to that last hour that I have on Sunday before it is ripped through my fingers. How are you going to do that? I think that I'm going to have to do everything 25% faster. Oh. So that by the end of the day, I've accumulated. Are you, can you, are you even capable of that? Yeah, I think so. 25% isn't a lot. No? I'll just eat a little faster, move a little faster. I'm not planning on doing much else on Sunday, so as long as I just get it done a little quicker, I should be fine. Mm, just to sit around. But that I don't want that hour gone. Maybe I'll stay up an extra hour, and that'll balance it out. So you stay up until 2. Yeah, but then I'll be tired. Yeah. I'm not coming to work on Monday. I didn't think so. Bye, Matt. Bye. If you're looking for more things to do this weekend, check out the events calendar at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available every Friday throughout Door County. Don't forget to subscribe to Door County Podcasts for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. You can find us on DoorCountyPulse.com, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. I thought... You and I could do a little oh, uh, no. a little game here oh, where no. we where we try to go through the presidents and name at least one interesting fact about them or one defining moment about each president. This is a terrible idea. So, oh, who God. was the first president? Washington. Who was the second president? Adams. Yes, John Adams. Good. Yeah. Third president. Why are you quizzing me? Because these are the easy ones. Jefferson. Fourth president. Is it Adams again? No. So we've got Madison, Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, Van Buren, then William Henry Harrison, oh, right. then John Tyler, James K. Polk, and then, how about this, Zachary Taylor. Now, Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, James Buchanan, and then 16th president, who is it? Abraham Lincoln. Yep. Andrew Johnson. And then Grant. When does um, Taft become president? We still got a while. God. Because we got Rutherford B. Hayes, James A. Garfield, President Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, then Grover Cleveland again, William McKinley, and then my favorite president, Theodore Roosevelt. Then Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Warren G. Harding, Calvin Coolidge, Herbert Hoover, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR. Harry S. Truman, Dwight yeah. D. Eisenhower, yeah. John F. Kennedy, Lyndon B. Johnson, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, JFK, really good friends with Marilyn Monroe, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush. Why are you pointing at me? Okay, so then it's Obama. And then Donald Trump. But the problem now, though, is what did these guys do? <laughs>